It's time to join Montana's very own and your voice for agriculture, Talking Ag Lane Nordland, for today's LaneCast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Agriculture Conversation on the LaneCast Ag Podcast. And across uh, the region, Montana, Wyoming, the Dakotas, we have seen a little bit of precip and also in other parts of the West, but the latest drought monitor continues just to paint that very grim picture about what the summer is going to look like here in 2021. And when drought impacts producers, we all know that herds get reduced in size. There's not a lot of grass out in the countryside. Stock water is always an issue. And it's just so much stress on producers. And I know we've all been busy as many producers wrap up with spring calving. Branding is underway. Producers are getting the spring crops put into the ground. So there's a lot on people's mind, especially looking at the drought monitor. But there are some producers that are able to sleep a little bit easier at night, even with the drought on their minds, because they looked at options, risk management tools, that is, such as the pasture, rangeland, and forage insurance options, which help producers protect up to 90% of normal rainfall on your grass or hayland. So, yes, this is a conversation about risk management tools and what producers can do to help prepare and hedge against a lack of rainfall and what that could mean for your operation. Our conversation today is with two gentlemen I had the opportunity to meet last summer during the Montana Stock Growers Association's combined summer meeting and the Foundation's Golf Tournament. And I'm talking about our friends Gordon Clark and Jared Clark. They are calling in today from the great state of Texas, and uh, they're producers themselves, and they also help producers out in the countryside during times of drought and also providing risk management tools through Sylvius Insurance. First, uh, uh, Jared, I'll start with you. How, how are things going in your neck of the woods here today? Well, Lane, uh, we're doing well today. Uh, kind of similar to what we've been watching in Montana. Our weather has been all over the board. Uh, we've been cold the past couple of days. Got just a tad bit of rain this year. Uh, but for the most part, everybody is finishing up calving, going into branding, and seeing the first couple of corn planters rolling in the field. So uh, it might not feel like spring, but spring is here as far as activity goes. <laughs> that it is. And Gordon, uh, how, how are things going for you here today? Doing great. You know, we, we just have uh, wrapped up kind of a busy season for uh, crop insurance and turning now all of our attention toward uh, pasture, rangeland, and forage, uh, the rainfall index insurance, and uh, and really getting excited about opportunities and getting getting to – get back up to Montana and spend some time there this summer and fall and uh, just um, just really excited about the prospects for the year. Uh, again, it was great meeting both of you and, and actually I won the uh, Yeti cooler that so many stock grower uh, summer meeting attendees <laughs> were hoping to win and uh, glad I got it. It keeps my beer cool. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, well, just... when, when we get, when we get back up, when we get back up to this summer, we, uh, 
we'll need to have a cold beer out of that. Yeah, oh, uh, uh, for sure. And maybe you guys might, if you drive up, maybe bring some of that Shinerbach up with you or something like that. We don't get that up here. So <laughs> I'll have some Coors Light to, at least in there. That's that's my mountain water I drink up here. <laughs> but, um, hey, uh, just I, I'm kind of curious. We've seen actually a little bit of a cold snap hit uh, the Southern Plains. Uh, what are you hearing from winter wheat growers in your area? Are they are they fearing some ri- uh, some damage to their winter wheat crop, Gordon? Well, you know, amazingly enough, we are not seeing a lot of damage. Of course, there is some, but um, as far up as we are, where our office is in the northern part of the Panhandle, the wheat was really not at a at a terribly critical stage. But it 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 definitely statewide and in in the southern part of the United States, there's going to be some damage to the wheat because of the severe cold weather we had a, a few weeks ago. Well, it's going to be interesting just to see how that winter wheat crop uh, does uh, uh, look like. Of course, we know winter wheat is a very resilient crop, but um, I know a lot of folks are still wondering just uh, what what they may be planting spring wheat-wise or if they're even going to get in the field due to all the drought conditions we are seeing across the West. and. I, I do want to start uh, talking about those options for producers, of course, uh, that uh, pasture, rangeland, and forage insurance that can really help uh, producers out, especially when we see a lack of rainfall uh, on our operations across the West. But uh, I just want to maybe learn more about your background so our producers can relate a little more to you. Uh, uh, Jared, I'll start with uh, you. Uh, just share a little bit about your agriculture background and uh, and also how you fit a little bit of insurance into your into your program as well. Yeah, I've got a fairly neat agriculture background. Uh, my family um, has had large roots in agriculture and still does. Um, but as far as my mom and dad are concerned, um, they got out of it uh, at a younger age, uh, just circumstances. And so I did not get the direct opportunity to grow up in agriculture, but I say I ran to it as fast as I could. Um, not only through high school and college, uh, but as soon as I graduated from Texas Tech University, I did go uh, and start farming with uh, one of our business partners and cousins, uh, Brent Clark. And so farmed with him for a number of years. And uh, at the same time I was uh, farming with him, started uh, a small cow-calf herd, uh, just because that was always uh, my biggest dream. And a huge passion of mine, and as the years have gone on, uh, my cow-calf herd has has grown significantly over the past five or six years, uh, as well as as insurance opportunities have opened up. Uh, similar with pasture, rangeland, and forage, um, I joined uh, Brent and Gordon on the insurance side, and having a really unique perspective with pasture, rangeland, and forage of not only getting to uh, share it with producers and show them what it can do for their opportunity, but having the stories of what it has done for me over the years and especially the past year or two that it's just been extremely dry in many parts of the West of how it has helped me, how it's allowed me to hold on and to really allow me to continue moving forward with growth. Well, thanks for sharing just a little bit of uh, your background and your connection to the land, uh, to being in livestock production, and also uh, how that lends to just uh, 
how you're able to connect with other producers, especially uh, with these risk management tools. Uh, Gordon, for yourself, a little bit on your background in agriculture and your work uh, with uh, Silvius and uh, your crop insurance and rangeland insurance background. Sure. I was born on a cotton farm in Lubbock, Texas, about 58 years ago. And so I don't remember anything other than being involved in agriculture. Uh, all the time, I, I, I grew up on a farm and then after college, came back and joined a family farming operation and did that for most of my adult career. But about 20 years ago, uh, one of my cousins and I, that's one of our partners, Brent, he and I started this uh, crop insurance business here together in the Panhandle of Texas. And it's uh, it's grown and done really well. And part of the reason that we've enjoyed it so much is we're associated with Sylvia's Finan- or Sylvia's insurance and Sylvia's financial and and they are a um, very large company headquartered in Indiana but they have a reach into almost every state in, in the United States and, and particularly those that are strong in agriculture and they invest a lot in great tools to help us really do a good job of helping farmers and ranchers identify where their areas of risk are both in production and price and to to be able to uh, help them visualize some some solutions to help mitigate that risk and to to protect their profit. And it's been very rewarding. And so we we just have agriculture uh, that we've grown up with, and we we've always been a part of it, and still are. And it's it's the uh, industry we love. We love the people in agriculture, and it's a it's a great place to work. And uh, you mentioned those tools. I, I want to talk about uh, all the technology and in that toolbox that you have uh, in, in these uh, in these risk management tools for producers here in just a little bit. But uh, you know, there might be folks thinking, "Gosh darn, Lane! You know, uh, we're we're listening from somewhere up in the Northern Plains or up by Canada, somewhere here in Montana or Wyoming." Uh, but th- that's one thing that's very unique about uh, your family's uh, uh, operation is it's not just a brick and mortar there in the Panhandle of Texas, but you. you try travel all over to producers' ranches, whether that be in in Wyoming, New Mexico, or Montana. Uh, And uh, you're really a service that you'll show up to the front door, whether it's in eastern Montana or southwestern Montana. I know you you put the miles in and you travel up here quite a bit. Uh, But, uh, Gordon, when when we look at uh, especially the pasture rangeland and forage insurance, and I mentioned it it could be described as a lack of rainfall uh, uh, option, could you just maybe walk us through what PRF is and why folks should just learn a little bit more about it and and consider uh, getting a policy. Sure, and let me address a couple of things about that. First of all, let me talk about just a little bit about how the program works, and then and I want to talk a little bit about why we are in Montana and really committed to that area. First of all, the the concept, the very basic and simple concept of PRF or pasture rangeland forage insurance is that it's it's really not drought insurance. What it insures against is that in any uh, two-month interval across the year, there's an established number of what normal should be, what your average and normal rainfall is based on, on uh, USDA data. And if and you can you can choose your coverage in any of those intervals. And in that specific interval, if you don't get at least what average is, then you, well, and then with your deductible, then you start receiving a payment. And so it doesn't have to be 
uh, drought conditions across the whole year or across the whole season, you get to take out coverage in those those uh, two-month intervals really in just about any way you want to spread your coverage out. So it's very specific. We, we, uh, have, we drill down to where you are in a 12-mile by 12-mile grid and, and find out what has worked well in the past there, what some places that you maybe should avoid or some places that normally will give you a pretty good opportunity to, to receive some help. It's just, it, it's great to be able to personalize it and customize it to your ranch. And, and so it, it's been very successful and we've, we've loved helping ranchers out with that. So let, let me just address a little bit about why we are loving being in Montana and what got us there. Uh, we, a few years ago, Jared and I uh, did some pretty extensive research on uh, anywhere in the United States that seemed to be a great offer for the producers and seemed to, to really be performing well and, and be a real great asset for the producers there. We, we found Montana to be a state where it has really performed excellently and, and also a place where uh, there, there weren't too many policies being sold there. So it was a, we, we felt like it was a great opportunity for us that, that we could bring something of real value to a place that um, that was that was needing it and could could get good value from it, and so we've we've spent uh, a year or two in Montana and he, we've really fallen in love with the state. We're we're there quite a bit. We're going to make four or five uh, different week long trips there this summer and fall. So we're we're very committed to uh, to Montana and that region of the of the world, and we're excited to get to to come up and and talk to producers in Montana again this summer. And Jared, as we look at the actual PRF uh, insurance options out there, um, when when you're coming out to, to a producer's homestead or maybe you're meeting them at the coffee shop in town, what are some of those key trends that you're looking at? Obviously, you're looking at uh, past uh, past precip uh, in these areas uh, for a number of years. You're looking at what will be the fir- uh, best two months uh, to recommend uh, to buy that policy. And I guess when will they need to b- purchase that policy? Uh, so what what does that uh, meeting look like when, when you show up to a producer's operation? Yeah, so, you know, generally being in the ag industry and being a producer myself, uh, I always just love to see operations. Uh, I'm fascinated to see how uh, different operations across uh, the the country work and and the ideals and thoughts. So, you know, I always like to just learn a little bit about the operation that I'm talking to um, and see what they're doing and to learn about it and ultimately to get down to what they feel that their perceived risk is, um, whether that be rainfall or not. Um, once we do get to that rainfall, uh, what is that risk? What are those times of the year to where, man, if we don't get the rain, we're going to be hurt. Then we can start really diving into um, some software that shows us how has an interval or a two-month time period done over the year. Um, You know, just a great example, Lane, is uh, different parts of the country. You look at August, September, and we think, man, August, September, it's dry in August, September. I wouldn't mind to grow just a little bit more grass before winter hits. And uh, we look at that and we think, man, it's always been dry. It'll continue to be dry. I'm going to put coverage there. 
but the statement does hold true that it's always been dry. So normal is very low, and the chance to deviate from very little rainfall, there's not much of a chance there. So your risk there is that it's going to be dry, but it's hard to cover risk where it's always been dry. So we like to dive into those areas and really help take a risk from a producer and match it up with a policy in ways to where we're not just putting coverage in places to where um, we're not going to get help. Mm -hmm. And so really we dive through that and um, really do that risk analysis and really try to find intervals that cover the producer's risk. Um, With us coming in the summer is really our kickoff as uh, we get into summer because our deadline to sign up for the 2022 year is going to be November 15th. Uh, that will be the last date uh, to have uh, policies signed, policies entered into the system, and everything ready to go for the 2022 year. And so by starting uh, in June, when we uh, make our first trip up there, that's kind of the first chance to get in, start uh, looking at the numbers, seeing if the policy fits your operation, and uh, start uh, the paperwork to get a policy in place. Now, Gordon, uh, when, when we look at uh, what, uh, again, uh, producers listening to this are like, okay, so uh, what, what is the, how much do I have to put into this? Uh, what, what is the cost? What is the return if uh, the policy does kick in? Could you maybe walk us through that and, and how the technology and the models that you're able to uh, uh, show a producer in person? Because you have uh, showed me the, this information in person. It's very, very intriguing just to see the different trends, uh, what the precip is in these different areas. Uh, could you maybe just walk us through how a producer decides to make the decision of making that investment in, in this risk protection model? Sure, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad to get to talk about that. Um, now, of, of course, in all different parts of the state, and sometimes even in a different part of a county from maybe one side or the top or bottom of the county, it can change some. But one of the, the things that is embedded into our software when we do this analysis is we, we have a feature that, that talks about uh, dollars of indemnity per dollar of premium that you have put in. So we take a look at it. We make we we take a look at where all of your you think your risk is, where you really need the coverage, and then we go back and also say, so over the last ten years, how would it have performed, and and what configuration of your coverage throughout the year would have brought you the most indemn- indemnity for every dollar you put in? That's not always exactly how we arrange everything, but it's really a good eye opener to see it. In, in a certain interval, it has just really performed well. So the trend maybe is it, there's less the, less rainfall than there used to be 20 years, you know, because sometimes those weather patterns are changing. And so it says where, where should we put at least some of our coverage to make sure that for every dollar of premium you put in, you get back as much help as is possible. And, and our software does a great job of helping you visualize that and to see where coverage would be best. Now we talk about this software. Um, 
that that uh, what, what, and that's what I brought up earlier. When when you go to the ranches and you you uh, bring out your 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 laptop or your tablet and you're able to show producers exactly what this is. Uh, what what uh, Jared are are they expecting to see, and how do you walk them through these visuals of uh, the, the historic uh, uh, precipitation numbers and, and uh, trying to nail down the the two months at the policy dates that they should uh, recommend that you would recommend they go with? Yeah, so uh, Silvius has done a great job of building uh, this software called Range Calc in house. Um, so it is software that that we have built. And, uh, you know, we, we start off with every rancher. It does no good to look at uh, something, some data that is not relative to him. Um, so the first thing we're going to do is the rainfall that is used for their policy will be based off of the grid that they are in. And this grid system goes across the whole United States. Uh, the gr- a grid is a quarter degree latitude by a quarter degree, quarter degree longitude. Um, so that's going to be about a 12 by 12 mile grid. So the first thing we want to do is we want to find what grid does the producer's ranch lie in. From there, we will pull all of the data for that grid. And that data is going to say, okay, how would this policy be performed over the last 10, 15, 20, all the way back to 1948? course we don't know what it's going to do next year but just taking a look at history we can then see how would the january february interval done how would the february march and so on throughout the year so we can sit here and look at these intervals generally we stick to the last 10 to 15 years Um, how would they have done over the last 10 to 15 years as well as start to put risk where you feel you have risk and start putting coverage in those intervals. Uh, Generally, Lane, I like to do this. I like to actually take a producer's risk before he ever sees the program. Um, I think that's just been interesting over the years to see where people have their risk before they look at the numbers. Um, Because in the end, we do want to cover our risks. This is insurance. And so generally, I'll take that where they feel they have that risk first, start plugging in percentages, and then kind of orient the producer to the program, looking at how the interval would have performed, and then start adjusting that risk based off of what the data says. Man, September, October is really dry. Can I cover my risk in August, September? Because the weather pattern we have been in over the last 10 years has said that over the past 10 years, August, September has been more below normal than September, October. And so a producer can see those numbers, see how his risk overlays um, outside of kind of the common theme we have seen is just throw 50% of your coverage in this interval and throw 50 in the next, and hopefully it hits. Hopefully it works. And so we really take a dialed-in approach of trying to get that risk in the intervals um, that cover your risk and also, you know, have a better chance of helping you. Lane, can I can I jump in there? Absolutely. And say, add to what to what uh, to what Jared just said. What we have loved about this so much is it is not just punch in a bunch of numbers and let whatever whatever the computer spits out, you do it. 
it is such a mixture of an art and a science. And we feel like the, the computer software is a great, great tool. But when it comes down to it, we do get dive really deep into where, where the, the producers' risks are, where their fears are, where they really have to have some help. And, and as Jared said, we want, to, we want to get to know a little bit about your operation, about your philosophy on how risk tolerant you are or risk averse you are. And, and we can help you tailor something that's very specific and, and very much uh, just tailored for you and for your operation. We've done we've done a bunch of these and, and it's it's it was great to actually do a bunch of them all across the the state of Montana and and to kind of get a feel for different areas and for for different types of operation and uh, so so it's it's really helped us to be able to to dive in head first like we did and and uh, just spend a lot of time there and and get to look at a lot of ranches in Montana and I think it, it's really helping us to to get a good picture and to be able to illustrate that really well for producers. And now, Jared, you know, there's a lot of folks out there that uh, always just, uh, they, they might question, you know, it, farming and ranching costs a lot of money and there's always extra inputs that pop up along the way. And uh, could you just maybe share an example of, of one of your customers and fellow producers that maybe was a little hesitant uh, of uh, even uh, taking a meeting and looking at these models, but they decided to invest in this tool to help protect themselves in their operation and uh, how they really actually got some success uh, out of that policy. Yeah. You know, it, I've got a, a good dab of success stories and I feel like half of them are just my own from using the policy. Um, but one of the most recent, and I'm going to go back to this time last year, uh, as we were sitting here in April and May and, uh, man, it had been dry and, um, just was not sure what we were going to do. And, um, I was wondering myself, am I keeping these calves? Are we going to be able to do everything that we want to do? And, um, as, as we are getting data in throughout the year, um, I was just on the phone with a customer that just had really struggled with pulling the trigger because just as you mentioned, Lane, um, input costs are soaring, things are breaking down. I mean, as far as agriculture goes, it is a, uh, it, it takes a lot of capital to keep everything running and to add a, another insurance policy to it. We go, man, how, how am I going to pay for that? And this producer did end up just pulling the trigger. And as we were sitting there, April, May last year, he had the same questions we all did is what are we going to do this summer? Do I need to get rid of them? Do I not? And so we started pulling up the data and saying, okay, we've got, we had coverage in the January, February interval, and we had coverage in the March, April interval. And today, based off of the rainfall numbers that are out there, this is what an indemnity could look like. And, uh, ended up getting final numbers and just through that conversation of seeing, okay, I bit the bullet. Now we're dry. I'm about to have to start getting rid of cows. To be honest, we were able to, you know, get him into what he could expect out of this program as intervals become final. And the amount was enough for him to go, okay, you know what, Jared, 
with that amount, I am able to buy another load of hay. I'm able to buy a little bit more cake, and I could buy some time to see if it's going to rain. Um, luckily enough, he ended up getting getting the rain that he needed in June and July to grow some grass and get his calves um, off into weaning. Um, the flip side of that, this was another producer that said just at a different part in his operation, he was sitting there looking at these uh, indemnity numbers going, okay, you know what, I could pull the trigger on these calves early. I miss out on a little bit of money from what I'm going to sell them for. But by the time I replace, when I, I take that indemnity and add that onto my sale, I've actually got a really decent sale for what I can get for these calves. And so just through this, depending on where you're at in your operation, when it's dry and we're having to make those tough decisions, um, this insurance policy kind of gives you an asset that you can then use to um, buy more feed, supplement the cows, or add on to a not-so-good sale that ends up being making, making it a decent year. Lane, another thing about this policy that, that we love so much is at the end of every two-month interval, within 60 days, sometimes less, but within 60 days after the end of that interval, if you, if you are due an indemnity, you'll get a check. And so it, you don't have to wait at the end of the year to get payment on, on times when you've been in some really dry times. And, and also, we at Sylvius have, have taken the data. We, we gathered the, direct, the data directly from NOAA. And so even before the 60 days is over, uh, the, the 60 days after the interval is over, we, we have the data to go in and give you a really close estimate to what rainfall percentages would be and if you're going to have an indemnity, and if so, approximately what size it would be. So it, it really helps to start planning what what you're going to do with that help that you're getting. And we we love the way that that, that part of the uh, policy is set up and, and then the, uh, the data that we have to, to help back that up and get it to you a little faster. And gentlemen, I know there's going to be folks listening to this saying, gosh darn, it's going to be a dry year here in the summer of 2021, especially up here in Montana and truly all across the West. Uh, but uh, just just a reminder to them that uh, to have that policy for this summer, you actually had to be signed up for it uh, last November, November 15th, 2020. Am I correct in saying that? Yes, that sir, correct. you are. Okay. But uh, I, I bring that point up because for those producers that you've worked with and they uh, they chose their option and they and they went with the pasture rangeland and forage insurance policy because I my my dad and I were at the sale ring the other day and we're like gosh darn there was there was some good pairs going through and uh, they they were priced pretty competitively where even even the younger cattle versus the the short termers a guy could make make some money on them especially if you were just going to run some short termers in with everything else that we run and uh, you, you look at it and it's just like gosh darn we we might be droughted out this summer. So we just sat there and let other people purchase some. And I know that's a decision that's happening at kitchen tables every single day here, uh, not only in Montana, but across the West as we look at these, uh, these conditions. And again, uh, it, it's a dry year right now, but, but these are the, we could have a, 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 a situation where uh, you have plenty of rain. But, uh, but 
there could be that uh, two-month uh, streak where that uh, rain amount is not normal. Um, so I, I just want to bring up that point. I know there's going to be probably a lot of producers that are trying this out for the first time with uh, you and the Sylvia's team here in Montana. And like you said, being able to buy that extra load of hay and not have to take the cows to town earlier than normal or, or try to contract those calves a little earlier than normal and let them get a little more weight on them. Um, it, it truly is. Uh, it, it's. Uh, I wish we all had a crystal ball, but uh, when you don't have a crystal ball, you have tools like this to help manage that risk. Um, um, and, and guys, I can't wait to see you here in a few weeks up in Montana at the Montana Stock Growers uh, Summer Meeting that's going to be held actually where I grew up in Lewistown, Montana. Uh, and, and I hope I will continue this conversation and I hope we can have one of your customers jump on with us as well then. Uh, but Jared, is there anything else that you would just like to share where folks can maybe learn a little more about uh, the Clark family and the Sylvius uh, insurance opportunities that uh, you can provide uh, producers in Montana? Montana and, and across the West. Yeah, uh, first we'd we'd love to come and visit and sit down at a kitchen table or tailgate of a pickup with anybody that is interested. Um, we will be making four to five trips over the next uh, summer and fall, and uh, would love just to to sit down and and show you what could it do for you and does it fit your operation and help walk you through those decisions. So one, please call us. Uh, Best number for me is area code 806-717-8704. You can also uh, hop on the web on your phone or tablet or computer uh, to www.rainins.com. That is our website. You will find some videos that can uh, walk you through some of the different details of PRF, learn a little bit more about it, as well as there's a few videos on there about the Clark family and our roots and uh, what we've done and where we're trying to go. And we're excited about coming to Montana for the Montana Stock Growers Association meeting, and uh, we hope to see you there. And while we're there, if you'd like for us to come out to your place for a visit, we sure would like to do that. Well, uh, we're, we're looking forward to getting back into central Montana there. And uh, as we mentioned, uh, they, they will travel to your operation uh, via Texas to uh, the far parts of Montana or Wyoming, New Mexico, wherever it might be. Um, uh, again, for more information and just to learn a little more about this, if you do have questions, as uh, Jared mentioned, just visit rainins. Com. Well, friends, we'll pick up this conversation come June time at the Montana Stock Growers meeting there in Lewistown. I don't have the dates in front of me right now, but uh, for more on that, visit mtbeef.com on the summer meeting of the Montana Stock Growers event being held in Lewistown, Montana. Well, friends, that will do it for this edition of the Lanecast Ag Podcast. Thanks for joining the Agriculture Conversation. I'm Lane Northland. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the LaneCast with Talkin' Ag, Lane Nordland. For more on Lane, check out his Facebook page, Lane Nordland Ag Broadcaster and NordlandCommunications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the LaneCast on your Apple or Android devices. We look forward to joining you next time on the LaneCast.